Shalom Aleichem. This is a summary on the first Sicha, Parshas Pinchas, Lekotei Sichais, Chelek Yud Gimel. This is a Rashi Sicha, where the Rebbe explains and expounds Rashi on the Chumash. And as we are accustomed to doing, we are, will go straight into the text. And the explanations of Rashi will flow with the discussion. And essentially, we're learning how the daughters of Tzlavchad argued or requested and asked of Moshe, Lama Nigara, why should they lose out that they are a family of only females? Their father had died. There was no male heir. What is the law of inheritance when there are no males in the family? And Moshe, the Pasuk goes on to say, in Pasuk Hey, Moshe brought their ruling or their judgment before Hashem. And the question arises, why would Moshe bring their ruling before Hashem? Why doesn't the Pasuk say in more normal terms, such as he brought the matter before Hashem, he brought the question before Hashem, he brought the doubt before Hashem, he brought the ruling before Hashem? He doesn't know the ruling. Why would it say he brought the ruling before Hashem? And if it would say the matter, it would include the entirety of, of everything that's happening, the question, the discussion, his own doubts. It would include the answer of Hashem. He brought everything before Hashem. Why use that narrow term, which doesn't seem to match precisely what's happening, that he brought their ruling before Hashem, he brought their judgment before Hashem. The fact that Moshe didn't know the law offhand, that's not a question. Because over the course of the 40 years, Moshe learned new things. The fact that he didn't know the answer. Many of the things he didn't know the answer to. He already learned. He didn't know what to do with the person who cursed God, who blasphemed. Moshe didn't know what to do with the Jew who desecrated Shabbat. That's not a question. But the question that bothers, that should bother us and bothers Rashi, is why this term that he brought their ruling before Hashem. And the answer is, and this is originally from our sages, that indeed he did once upon a time know this law. It was taught to him, but it was hidden from him. He forgot the law. And therefore, essentially, he's asking God to remind him about the law. He comes to God and he says, remind me again, what is the halacha? He brought the ruling before Hashem. Tell me what the ruling is on this matter. I forgot this thing. Now, it's not a simple matter for Moshe to forget something. Moshe taught the entirety of the Torah. The notion that Moshe is a, simple, is a human being who forgets like us is problematic. He taught the entirety of the Torah. There must be something very unique that happened here. It must be a punishment. It must have a great significance that he forgot it, especially based on what we learn in the Talmud, that the Talmud says that anything you remember and you're learning for a second time doesn't have the same freshness and the same excitement and the same depth as when you learn something for the first time. There's something very exciting about learning something for the first time. So if Moshe never had a chance to learn it, to teach it from the first time that he learned it, and he's only teaching it as something that he's remembering for a second time and reviewing for a second time, this diminishes. This is this is a this is a big uh, cut down. It, it, it's it's a big deal. The fact that this is a law which is forgotten, and especially that it's brought in the holy text that the whole world of forgetfulness, the idea of forgetting, that doesn't exist in the world of godliness in the world of truth. And Moshe represents truth. So where does this come from? And indeed, this is not, it's very interesting, as a matter of fact. We find offhand two other places where Moshe forgets. One of them, it's very clear why Moshe forgot. As Rashi explained over there, because Moshe got angry. 
And it says that when you get angry, you forget. And as a punishment also, you forget. So Meshach got angry, and that's why he forgot. And that was actually referring to the laws of koshering, of how to make vessels which become which are not kosher to make them kosher. Fine, so that explanation. Elsewhere, we had learned the story. It's actually this week's parsha, or in last week's parsha, Pinchas, and, and the previous parsha, that the Jewish people were dealing with non-Jewish women. And they came, and the prince of Shimon came with his non-Jewish woman, and he challenged and said that he asked Moshe, who, how, how did you marry your wife? She's a Midianite. Moshe forgot the answer. He forgot the answer. And Pinchas came along and saved the day. So over there, why did Moshe forget? And over here, by the daughters of Tzlavchot, why did Moshe forget? So the answer given both over there, by Pinchas, and over here, by Pinchas, it's explained that in order that Pinchas should get the great reward of becoming a Kohen, because Pinchas is the only one who remembered, and he killed, executed the prince of Shimon, and thereby saved the Jewish people, and returned away the wrath of God from the Jewish people. And Pinchas became a hero, and it changed his position in the Jewish people, and he became a Kohen, etc. And therefore, in order to give him that honor, is why Moshe Rabbeinu was made to forget. And there's a similar concept taught by our sages over here that in order to honor these women, the daughters of Tzlavchad, these five women who were so righteous and so beautiful and so wonderful and such great people, loved the land of Israel, that the Torah wanted to give them the merit that they, that this passage should be taught through them, through their urging, through their discussion. And therefore, Moshe was made to forget. However, Rashi, this is not a great answer, fundamentally, for Rashi, because the notion that Moshe, all those things that we mentioned earlier, how it's such a big deal that Moshe should forget something, and the Jewish people should lose out and not hear it from Moshe until this moment, because he forgot it, that's a big deal. And that Moshe should lose out because those women should gain is not so has a great difficulty to suggest that. So actually, this is not Rashi's preferred explanation. Rashi's preferred explanation is actually it was a punishment to Moshe because in the first year of his being in the desert, when they appointed the judges throughout the Jewish people, and Moshe Rabbeinu said that if anything is too difficult, they should bring it to me and I'll provide the answer which seemed to suggest, if you look at his wording, that he knew the answer to everything. He wasn't paying enough deference, so to speak, to God. And he was making as if he knows the answers to all the questions. And as a punishment for that, to show that he doesn't know things, God made him forget this halacha, and that now he should be forced to, to return to God and say, remind me what the law is, I actually don't know everything. And this is Rashi's preferred explanation. The problem with this explanation, the difficulty with this explanation uh, to suggest that it was a punishment for what happened 40 years earlier is somewhat difficult because why would Hashem wait 40 years? And also over those 40 years, what are the Jews to think? They don't, they don't have the experience where Moshe says, 
I don't remember the halacha or I don't know the halacha. And therefore, it's difficult. But it's even more difficult to say that Moshe was made to suffer and be punished for the sake of giving an honor to the to the to these wonderful women, the Bnei Slavchad. In conclusion, is in a beautiful thought, which is that if Hashem is already going to make Moshe forget, in order to give honor to Pinchas, in order to give honor to the daughters of Slavchad, alternatively, in order to punish Moshe. It was specifically these two mitzvahs which it was going to happen. It's actually a very, if you're going to choose two mitzvahs, two scenarios, this is where it had to happen from a basic halachic standpoint. And the reason for that is because there's a concept in halacha expounded in the tractate of Yavamis, Afayin Zayin, which says that if a sage of Israel, if a case comes to him and it's something relevant to him, to his bottom line, financially, emotionally, personally, it's, it's relevant to him. And the sage of Israel says, you know, I have a tradition, a Torah tradition regarding this matter. It says you don't believe them. You don't believe them. Why? Because you're you're connected to the case. If you would have taught it objectively, not relevant to an actual case that comes before you, you would be, be you would have been believed. However, once these case, once the case arrives, you can't just say, I have a tradition. In both of these scenarios, Moshe was a personal matter. It was relevant to Moshe. By the story of Zimri, by the story of Pinchas, when they confronted Moshe, how could you be with your wife? They made it very personal about him and his spouse. Over here as well, the daughters of Tzlafchad, if you read the Torah, their argument about why they should get a portion in the land of Israel, they tell Moshe, our father never didn't join the rebellion against you. They made it very personal. They, so to speak, were bringing Moshe onto their side. They said he wasn't part of the insurrection and the rebellion of Kairach. And being that both of these cases were scenarios where Moshe, it was relevant to Moshe, to Moshe's life, Moshe couldn't simply say, oh, I have a tradition. I have a tradition. For whatever reason, Moshe didn't teach it till this point. That makes sense because everything has its right time when he's supposed to teach it. We don't even know when Moshe was told that he's supposed to be teaching it. However, we know that he was taught it before the story happened because it says he brought the case before God, the, the judgment before God. He, he learned it before. But that same Moshe would have remembered and he would have said, oh, I received the tradition from God that this is the law. No, no, no. The Gemara says we don't accept a sage saying I received the tradition when it's personal. And therefore, if there was going to be a case where there needed to be a new revelation of godliness, where Hashem reveals himself to Moshe and tells him what to do and what not to do, then this would be the perfect scenario. This is when it should take place. This would make that it wouldn't that it doesn't matter that it's relevant to the case um, because there's a number of reasons why it would mitigate it. But essentially... Essentially, the one explanation is that Moshe knew that this would be written down in the Torah. So he's not just going to say the law. He's going to write down in the Torah the fact that he approached Hashem and Hashem responded like this. In other words, bottom line, the... If there was going to be a case that he was going to forget it and remember it, this would have been the best case for that to happen because he was personally connected to the story.